Welcome back, everybody, to Resurgence. This is my second episode on the whole Instagram story uh, series. I forgot. I forgot what I called it. Oh, I called it Resurgence. That's what I called. But not Resurgence with an S E. It's Resurgence with an N T S uh, because I am trying to have guests on this this episode series uh, because I included you guys in picking the topics and I want to include you guys in the actual discussion of the topics. So this is episode two of Resurgence. And this episode is actually called The Bad Notes of Music. So I'm really excited about this, really excited about the direction this this episode is going to take and the discussion I'm about to have with special guest who I will reveal here in a in a few minutes. Uh, for those who probably saw my Instagram story about an hour before this, you already know who it is. Um, one thing before we get into it, though, I want to touch touch on something that I that I said last week uh, in my conversation with Taylor on feminism. I made a mistake in something that I said and it really it I got a lot of I got a lot of critic well I didn't get a lot of criticism, but I got enough criticism from the right people where it really made me think about my stance and I I meditated on it and I really thought about it and I realized that what I said in that in that episode about abortion and where I stand on that was a a wrong stance. Uh, It wasn't a very biblical stance uh, because it wasn't me putting 100% of my faith in God in in those very, very, very rare instances of uh, the the whole debate of the pro-choice, pro-life argument. And so I just wanted to apologize for that stance that I took uh, because it wasn't right and it was uh, it was an ignorant stance. I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it. I didn't, you know, research my stance or anything like that. And I just want to let you guys know that I am 100% pro-life because I have 100% faith in God in any instance and that his will is what will happen and that I can have faith in that will and, and trust in that will because it is for his good and for his glory. So I just wanted to touch base on that. Uh, I really enjoyed sharing ideas with Taylor. It was fun uh, and I can't wait to do it again today uh, with this special guest that I have sitting in front of me. So what is this topic really about? Uh, I kind of left it, I mean, the the title that I was advertising about on Instagram was a little different. Uh, It wasn't the title that I was going for at all. It was really just what somebody sent me uh, through the story. And it's 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 about like is it wrong to listen to to music artists who have committed crimes or who are living immoral lives? This includes artists who have been imprisoned for illegal activities or who are just living lives that we as Christians or unbelievers see as impure and sinful. And that's what a lot of this discussion is going to be about. Is it wrong to listen to these artists? And for Christians, is it sinful to listen to these artists? So who are some of these artists that I'm talking about? Some some of the artists that come to mind immediately to me are Michael Jackson was probably one of the most recent ones where the the new discovered pedophilia that he was having with children and with the whole like inviting them to his house taking them on tour with him so that that'd be one of them uh, whether he did it or not it's still a discussion it's still a debate um, and it can still be seen as impure whatever he was doing uh, 
YNW Melly, he's a rapper uh, he, for murder. He was imprisoned for that, and he actually has a song that went viral. Uh, it hit top billboards about the murder that he committed. Uh, Lil Wayne uh, was in jail for drug and weapon abuse and use, and so uh, that's another huge artist. And then Six Nine, more recently, he's kind of a meme now, but <laughs> but he was in for sexual assault, which is uh, pretty heavy. And then there's many more. XXX Tentacion, uh, one that comes to mind. Um, yeah, there's 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 a bunch. I could probably give a, a huge list. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm. Those are these are the artists for you guys to keep in mind. Oh, R. Kelly, that's another <laughs> huge one. Uh, now, child pornography and and kidnapping actually. So these are the artists we're talking about. Pretty pretty bad artists. Uh, I, I kind of picked the, the bad ones. And then there's you know rap just in general, uh, at least modern day rap, and it's been increasing since the '90s. Just the uh, objectifying of women, the drug use, the violence, all that kind of stuff. So I had to think about who do I want to discuss this with uh, because this is kind of a broad topic, but I also I wanted somebody who I could see having a, a pretty solid opinion on it, not just someone who's like, well, you know, it could go one way or it could go another way. I'm, I'm going to find out because I actually don't know what his stance is on this. Um, I'm not even sure if I know what my stance is on this. I'm going to find out as we discuss, but I have sitting in front of me Josiah Forker. Uh, for those who don't know him, I'm just going to briefly introduce him. I met Josiah last January. I believe. Uh, it was right after church and I didn't have anything to do. And my friend Moses runs up to me and says, Hey, we're going over to Josiah's house to watch the Eagles game. And I believe it was Eagles against saints mm -hmm. and the Eagles lost. Uh, <laughs> unfortunate for it, for Josiah, who is uh, an Eagles fan. Elshon dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty disappointing game for him. I was cheering for the saints, <laughs> but that's, that was my first encounter with him. I had no idea who he was. He seemed like a pretty cool guy, but I, I, I honestly I didn't even know if he was a Christian or wh who he was because it was my first time ever meeting him uh, and then I, I got to know him pretty quickly after uh, he was very involved in campus outreach in fact he's now the one of the leaders of campus outreach one of the the people who actually plan not just you know a leader of someone who assists but somebody who plans and um, is is being a role model within this uh, this ministry that, that we have here uh, in St. Cloud uh, so I've really got to know him through that, just through campus outreach, showing up to events and, and getting to know him through conversations and games and all that kind of stuff. It's been really, really been fun getting to know him. And I really think that we've been getting closer over the last few months, uh, just getting to learn who each other are. Uh, so why did I pick him? Because I could have picked anybody and I, and I picked him. And even I thought it was like a little odd for me to just randomly pick somebody. But I picked Josiah because of his criticism of morality in movies, actually. Uh, this is about music, but I've already heard some of his opinions on movies. And one of them is, is actually the new It with, with the kids. And I remember Josiah talking about uh, his dislike for the movie because they the directors had these kids have really really vulgar language and they're a part of the story that isn't the greatest story <laughs> i mean it's it's a good story cinema cinematically wise and you know in the within the horror genre but to make these kids who haven't even broken 16 years old yet uh play these roles it, it doesn't it doesn't settle well with with josiah and, and the more i think about it, it really doesn't settle well with me i really like it more for the cinematic mm. aspect of it um 
The second reason was is I knew that his critical eye could also be a critical ear. Uh, and so because of that on movies, I think that he could have a, a pretty pretty solid stance on on music. So, Josiah, what's going on? Not much. Thanks for having me, Trenton. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> I've, I've been doing I've been doing pretty good. I've actually been thinking about this a lot over the last mm. week, and I'll be honest, I really haven't had a lot of time to prepare because I was in San Diego over the weekend, and so we're just going to discuss. Yeah, for we're, sure. We're just going to bounce off of each other, which I think is the yeah. best way to do this. Definitely. Yeah. And one thing that I really that I've actually spoken about in previous episodes was I really don't like to prepare a lot because I like the raw mm. the rawness of a discussion and yeah. I like the um the, the openness and the honesty yeah. you know because we don't know what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. and is it going to mean that I might have to go come back in the next episode and apologize for something here <laughs> probably <Yeah. laughs> but also yeah it gives the listeners a chance to think through what you said and give mm-hmm. you th- feedback on where you might might be missing some key points so yeah yeah definitely and i i enjoy feedback i enjoy both negative and positive feedback mm-hmm. because it helps me grow and it'll help the podcast grow so the first question that i that i could even think of uh was who do you listen to because i'll tell you who i listen to after you tell me who you yeah. listen to that that could be bad people in quotes yeah um bad people in quotes this is I mean, I read this and I was like, what do you mean by bad? <laughs> you know, just starting off, yeah. like, I, w- I would like to hear a definition because, I mean, I'm just, I'm bad. So sure. it's like. Yeah. Well, I mean, and because I am too, and that's why I, yeah. I kind of picked this yeah. because I wanted to make this discussion tricky for us a that's little fair. bit. And we'll get it, we'll get a little bit more into that later yeah. on. But I don't know. I guess three. I didn't give a definition because mm-hmm. I want to know what your definition yeah. of bad is. I mean, I'll be honest and tell you that I listen to a lot of bad artists. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I would say that my phone has very little pure artists. Mm-hmm. Probably the Christian music is the only like good music that you yeah. can say. And when I think of that, I think of artists who are conscious of the lives that they're living mm-hmm. and aren't afraid to like repent of it. But then when I think of all the secular artists, I mean, there's a lot that I see yeah, bad for sure. every secular artist that yeah. I have. So, yeah. Okay. I'll do the definition of like, these people aren't making lyrics mm-hmm. for the kingdom. Sure. So my most played, my favorite artist is Frank Ocean. Yeah. I have so, a feeling say Frank yeah. Ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For all the listeners out there, go listen to Blonde. Just kidding! Don't do that. <laughs> um, we are gonna promote exactly what no. we're trying to do. No, but uh, lately I've been listening to Rex Orange County, um, Frank Ocean, like I said, mm-hmm. Dermot Kennedy. I've been listening to him a lot. Okay. Some Earth Gang. Yeah. Honestly, I'm a mixed bag. Hobo Johnson. Gotta yeah. promote him. Sure. Yeah, and actually, those artists. I mean, I know of them, mm-hmm. but I don't know their lives. Do yeah. you know anything about the lives that they live? Uh, well, Frank Ocean is, I mean, I think most people know that he's mm-hmm. an open gay man, mm-hmm. bisexual man. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, immoral mm-hmm. of what we would believe. Yep. Um, Hubble Johnson is just, from what I've read and heard his interview, is he interacts with God, but... He's very secular, lives his own life. Sure. Is really actually gaining a lot of success in the music world mm-hmm. and industry. So that, I mean, will probably only breed more and more yeah. immorality. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Earth Gang, just another, like more rappers. and Yeah. Um, 
But I think what's tough about when you ask me, what do you th- who do you think are the bad artists? Um, that comes like both of our mind would probably and most listeners would probably think rap. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the tough thing about that is if we think through where rap is coming from, it's coming from people who have been systematically mm-hmm. pushed down by people in power. And so now, yes, it's become a culture. And I'm a white guy, so obviously I can't, you know, I can't ex- speak to the actual injustice that's gone in, gone on in the in the lives of those rappers. But um, as we can see, like even NWA, their interactions with the police and their interactions with white people who had power, they continuously got arrested. And they even made a song "F the Police" because yep. that's how they were being treated. And so I think it's tough because when we think of bad artists, any any white person, any um, any other musician from any other genre it's is, it's bad. is bad, is immoral, and like how how much have they gotten away with mm-hmm. that we don't know? Sure. As well as like um, the new slavery of incarnation, mm-hmm. um, incarceration. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> incarceration. Incarnation. Um, but just like the way that if you look at the stats, how many more black men? have have been incarcerated than um, any other and so i just think it's tough because instantly our minds go to the rap game Mm -hmm. where like (laughs) drugs are so prevalent in most artists and like if you think of queen and the drugs they did and like especially like rock and roll where drugs is prevalent but they just never get arrested or they they have the ability to go to rehab Mm -hmm. you know and so i just even having hearing that this bad artist i just want people to to be thinking through like what are my beliefs of a bad artist cuz i instantly thought rap and i was like why do i think that way yeah uh, no it's a it's a good stance to have cuz i instantly go to rap too mm-hmm. um because i guess of you know the same same reasons their their music is bad <laughs> um yeah and i i still listen to it i mean i'll, I'll admit i, I listen yeah. to a lot of those artists a lot of the, the songs that are in the in the top hits today's top hits on spotify uh, are probably in my library right mm-hmm. now uh but it i guess it is you know like what do you not not what do you see as bad but like why do we see it yeah. as bad and, yeah. and it, a lot of it is this cultural thing you know because mm. when we go to we, when we think of bad music, like you said, we think rap is bad, but there's a lot of there's a lot of bad in pop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a lot. a lot of bad in pop. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because now that you mention that, this is going a little bit off our outline, but I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you like when you mention that, I'm actually more comfortable listening to an artist talk about sex and rap than I am in pop. Yeah because you're expecting because i'm expecting yeah. it so when i when i listen to a song by i don't know uh, i guess one of the first people that come to mind when it comes to like music about sex it would be like young thug yeah. or future like mm-hmm. one of those artists yep. and I'm, I'm okay with that sinfully okay with that i listen to it and it's like yeah i don't enjoy the lyrics or anything yeah. but i accept it more than whereas like when i would, if i were to like listen to it on uh like the Friday's new hits or whatever, yep. uh, like I'll add that to my library. But if I go and I, and I listen to, you know, somebody like, uh, I don't know, like Nick Jonas or somebody talk about sex, I'm, I cringe a little bit more because <laughs> yeah. 
it, there, I don't know. There's just something about it, and you're right. It's it's, the, it's like the culture telling you what's okay and what genres. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, country is is clear, and it's you know trucks, beer, and all that stuff. Yeah. But like even sex and country, it's like I don't like listening to that because sex doesn't belong in country yeah. you know country is is god's music you know yeah. it's god's country and it's god's music <laughs> blake shelton blake shelton yeah all yeah. of them because all those country singers are, are christian you yeah know, christian yeah. conservative but yeah it's it, that's interesting yeah. and i i even think like pop is almost more dangerous than rap because sure. how many parents think oh they're just listening to the you yeah. know 1047 like that's yeah. gonna be fine well in, in growing up i was never allowed to listen to 1047 yeah. Yeah. and now i think my and not to bash my parents or anything yeah i am an adult now so i can listen to what i want but like they'd be they probably if they were listening to a rap song than to a pop song they'd probably be more keen on the rap music yeah. than the pop i mean i remember growing up even with christian rap um if i wanted to download a song to my ipod I, I'm that old. Uh, <laughs> iPods. <laughs> well, for all those kids who have start oh. off with iPhones. Bro, that's not even bad. Think about LimeWire, dude. That's what we Ooh, grew up on. That's true. You, yeah, yeah. No, you got me there. <laughs> but anyways, like, I, I remember one night sitting on the floor, and we had Andy Mino up on YouTube on the TV, and mm. my dad was literally looking at the lyrics. And it's because he's a rapper. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it wasn't because he was, I mean, if he was a worship singer. Yeah. And what's funny is I actually analyze probably worship music more than I do Christian rap. Yeah. Because I do see a lot of danger in the yeah. Christian worship. I mean, you get a, you get an electric guitar hooked up to like a synth and everything and, and people are feeling it. They're not paying attention yeah. to the lyrics it's at all. It's all emotion. It's all emotion. And you don't know what they're saying. Yeah. I, I have a close friend who, so like Oceans, for instance, uh, by Hillsong. Yeah. He hates the song. And he hates it because of the lyrics. Because yeah. when you're singing those lyrics, you have to mean it. Yeah. Like that is such a a, a promise in, in in those lyrics. <laughs> and that's a little off topic of this, but I mean, like, that's not rap music. Yeah. And no. and people usually they hear that and they're like, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not listening to what they're singing. And and in rap, they're like, oh, you know, are they really Christians? Yeah. And I'll play Christian rap around my, my secular friends, and they'll be like, oh, I'm pretty sure I heard a swear word in there. It's like, you're only hearing yeah, it because, because you're listening to rap. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what you think you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And so, that yeah, that's an interesting take. Yeah, yeah my my mom, whenever I would put on Lecrae, like mm-hmm. old Lecrae, like Rehab, yeah. Rebel, uh-huh. she would always just be like, turn that off. Like, yeah. we were... She was never raised on rap because she had this just belief in the back of her mind that anything that was had to do with rap mm-hmm. had to be bad. Yeah. Even though like many rap like KB, he's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite artists. That, probably the, the most theologically yeah, sound exactly. rappers and that's, out there. That's the thing. Like he can spit gospel fire for four minutes, mm-hmm. whereas like a worship song will have maybe one line <laughs> that mm-hmm. is like centered to the Bible, and yeah. like people go crazy over it. You yeah, know? and and I was because I've actually just recently had this discussion with the same friend who doesn't like Hillsong, um, but I, I told him that when I listen to worship music, I actually turn to rap mm. more than I do people like Chris Tomlin or Matthew yeah. West or anything like that because one of the nice things about rap it at least in Christian rap, and I'd say it's even true in secular rap, is they're very honest people. Yeah. I mean, that's why they talk about sex and drugs yeah. and all that stuff. They're not afraid to hide, you know, their impurities or yeah. the sins in their lives. They, 
in secular rap they embrace it yep. in Christian rap they bring it out but they repent of it in yep. their music and so I think it's just interesting with the whole bad people yeah. and, and, and with rap yeah and I think with Christian rap what they do so well is bringing everything out being vulnerable saying like here's all my crap yeah. and I'm like I have a savior I have Jesus who's done this for me and that's how it's been washed away mm-hmm. and um, even I just think of how Christians reacted to King's Kaleidoscope a prayer mm-hmm. and like how that song so big controversy they swore in it said the F word in a worship a worship yeah. band mm-hmm. um, King's Kaleidoscope is mostly known for their worship songs and so and the way that Christians reacted was they just kind of like put it up to the slaughter and they said I can't believe they've done this like mm-hmm. when an artist was just being real and open and honest about how he felt and yeah. he's like this is this is how I feel towards God right now I'm not going to hide this emotion and then he not only that's the first half of the song the second half he he displays how God would respond to him in that mm-hmm. and he says like how God died like how Jesus dies for him and how he was he was prepared beforehand ready for the cross even though it scared like even though it was like he was asking god not you know not for that not to have that pain and yet people are still like oh it swears like that's you know that's what gets me and yet that's gonna that for me is far more worshipful yeah than um good good fathers you know (laughs) just something that's very repetitive and might might feel like it only has like maybe two lines where it's just like oh wow this is really gospel centered Mm -hmm. Sure. So we kind of went off on a yeah. Sorry, trail. sorry, sorry. A, a really good one <laughs> trail, uh, but like pulling it way back. Mm-hmm. So we defined, I guess, bad. Almost all of them could be bad. Yeah. But like now, let's now let's transition over to a definition of not only maybe are they bad in like a biblical sense, you know, to to God mm-hmm. because all of sin didn't fall short of the glory of God, mm-hmm. but now bad lawfully yeah so people like michael jackson six nine r kelly yep. uh do you okay do you listen to any of their music oh i listen to i listen to old r kelly i listen to tech nine okay I, like i do i i listen to a little bit of tupac okay. and even yeah. chuck berry like was in prison yep and mm-hmm. so it's like i listen to his stuff and so yeah i mean and uh i mean johnny cash he yeah. was a drug addict yeah very bad man <laughs> yeah he, to start yes yeah. and he redeemed himself later mm-hmm. on in his music but so when i when i think of all those so i, I listen to chuck berry i listen to johnny cash uh i listen to elvis mm-hmm. I, I listen to i listen okay i, I listen to six nine but only when i'm running okay because he's really hype <laughs> here's the thing i think six nine shouldn't be listened to not because he's a snitch but but because he makes bad music <laughs> let me just say that <laughs> it is bad music but you know when he it's he, just terrible when you hear what this tv uh it's like i'm about to go <laughs> oh my god i am about to run these two miles oh. in less than 15 minutes <laughs> and i oh. i have not to his music but i've gotten close mm. but so with those with those artists what do you like what's the most drawing thing about their music Mm -hmm. yeah i think for me most of the time i want to say it's lyrics because obviously i i'm not one who goes gets high has a ton of girls and has all this money (laughs) i'm a broke college student 
but running a youth ministry <laughs> exactly yeah. uh, and i literally can't yeah i can't afford anything but um i think for me it's mostly the beat like yeah i think we're all created with artistic style mm-hmm. but the secular music does it the best when sure. cre- when producing and developing music and beats and different guitar riffs and synths and it's just the creative mind and process that they have it far exceeds christian yeah. music yeah. and so i think it's just so cool and unique and that's why i love frank ocean yeah like he's so he's unique voice so unique yeah everything and i that's why i listen to him because mm-hmm. you know if i were to like put out a list of all the people that had you know been locked up for other stuff for at least have been on trial for other stuff it's like man their music's really good though yeah. <laughs> i mean michael jackson's a huge one i don't listen to michael jackson because it's just not my style mm-hmm. but i appreciate his music and i appreciate the art yeah but it's i, I would say like the the more and more I think about it, actually, the harder it is for me to listen to those artists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even, like, people like Chuck Berry and all them, like, I didn't really know that he was into that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, Johnny Cash redeemed himself, and yeah. he actually became a Christian later on in his yeah. life. But, you know, people like, like, I actually don't listen to 6 9 anymore. Mm. Because, and I haven't listened to him for months. I think the last time that I actually listened to him to, to like, run and everything was probably a year ago. Okay. And that was before he was arrested. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and like, now that I know what he was arrested for, and they're like, okay, and even, like, X, people will probably come after me after this and be like, well, I know you listen to X. And he was accused for abusing his girlfriend yeah. and she was pregnant. Well, I actually researched that and it it looked like he died before you know they could finally figure yeah. it out but he, it looked like he was uh innocent yeah. in, in all of this and even if he wasn't he looked like he was really trying to redeem himself by doing all these acts like i yeah. actually truly think that he was sorry for it because i saw videos of him at, at schools giving to charities and yeah. all that kind of stuff and I, th- I truly think he was trying to fix his act up yeah. and i was really sad to hear that he died yeah um and he's actually one of the one of the few artists that i've actually like seriously prayed for mm. and, and everything so i was really heartbroken when he died yeah but I agree. It's it's a lot of the melodies and less the lyrics. And for me, it's actually anybody, which is what my mom always tells me. Like, you really need to listen to the lyrics because mm. I have I have close to eight thousand songs in my library, yeah. Yeah. and almost all of them are because of the beat yeah. the instrumental. Yeah. I, I I enjoy just not thinking yeah. <laughs> and just taking it all in. Yeah. Um. So, with all these artists, do you think that? by you listening to them you're supporting what they do like with their lives i mean i definitely think in a way you do like Mm -hmm. they're making money off of you yeah it's true um and so they're gonna profit and i mean whatever you pour into yourself is going to be the outpour of what you Mm -hmm. you know you are and so i i mean my answer is yes in a way that like Physically, they're, they're making money off of you, and so they're gonna they're gonna benefit mm-hmm. whether they care if you're Christian or not. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they care if you feel morally like against their music, they're still gonna make money off of people playing it. Mm-hmm. And so, I do think they are benefiting from you listening. Sure. So, like, because even even in because uh, this actually goes down further in my outline, because I ask a question or I have a question here: How careful should we be when listening to music, watching movies? buying from companies etc because this really isn't a a music thing i mean there's bad things everywhere in media i mean i think of 
like when I think of TV shows, I think of uh, House of Cards. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, should I be watching this now? Yeah, <laughs> now that he's been arrested and like there's been clearly like he's guilty from his conduct. Yeah, for sure. And when and just like other movies, what, the, what even either what they do in the movies or what they do in their personal lives. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, now am I supposed to stop watching these movies because they have an actor in it? Yeah. Or because, or am I supposed to stop buying from this company? Like, okay, Patagonia. When I think of companies, uh, Patagonia was. Uh, now I don't know how recent it was. I don't think it, it wasn't very recent, but they were they were seen. Uh, in something with trafficking, or I can't remember exactly what it was. I don't think I've. It, it, it was something with trafficking, or, or some something with sweatshops. I can't remember, but mm. it was along. It was inhumane, whatever they were yeah. doing in their production of clothes, and so it's it's like, should I stop buying from them then? Yeah. If I know that my my money is going to go to them, so that they can make more clothes to put back into stores, and so are we able to separate? In music, are we able to separate the art from the artist? Are we able to separate the movie from the actor? Mm-hmm. The, the the cloth we're wearing from the company that's making mm-hmm. it, or is there always a connection? I mean, as I'm, it's tough because I'm definitely going to be like a hypocrite here. Like mm-hmm. to all the artists I just said I listen to, and to yep. every like all the movies that I've watched that probably shouldn't have watched. You know, every TV show I've watched that I was like, oh dang, I definitely shouldn't have watched that. Um, but I'm just going to base this on um, Roman. I mean, Philippians two fifteen. Sure. Well, two fourteen through. I don't know. I'll go. But it says, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. And just even researching this is just like a big pull to my heart of like, oh, yeah, (laughs) like, dang. (laughs) A lot of of convicting stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think in our parents' generation, they were scared. Not scared. Maybe not scared is the right answer, but they were maybe over like too against anything of the world mm. to be mm. able to relate to other people. Like I think of my parents, to, like I think of my mom and like the best person she can relate to is other believers. Sure. Like she doesn't, it's, I think it's hard for her to relate to non-believers because our, the older generation, the Billy Graham generation was always like, you need to do this and mm. you need to do this among believers. Where I feel like our generation, you know, the, the generation of the media where everything's been just thrown at us. Yeah. We've been able to get our hands on all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think, one, that relates to unbelievers better. But two, we're also digging ourselves in a hole. Yeah, because some people can relate too much mm-hmm. to the unbelievers and to the yeah. point where we're not able to separate ourselves from the world yeah. and, and, and Jesus, the, you know, yeah. being in the light. Yeah. It's, it's I think it's... I wouldn't say it's harder for a Christian today, but like culture is everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it affects everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I shouldn't say just culture. I should say like media yeah. because no other generation has had the media that we have now yeah. where it seeps into your house, you know, your, our language, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think even in Romans eight, it says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind of the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Mm-hmm. And I think, how many times have I listened to an artist because I'm in a mood or I, mm-hmm. like I'm strictly emotion-driven, yep. and it's because I want to live in the flesh at that moment. Yep. Like I want to set, like it feels good to live in the flesh. And that's, you know, that's not what Jesus calls us to do. 
And I mean, like I said, this is very convicting. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> I know. Like, I was reading these and I was like, I know these things. I have them memorized, and yet I still do it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I do feel like sometimes I can separate the the beat from the mm-hmm. the lyrics. But like, some like Mo Bamba, that song sure. gets me hype. Yeah, but <laughs> if you lyrically listen to it, it's just awful. Yeah. It's just terrible. But I've accepted it because I know that it's acceptable in our culture to listen to that if I listen to if I brought anyone in my car and play that song I think a part of it is the people pleasing of mm-hmm. they'll like that they know that song and then we can get hyped together yeah. you know instead of just being like okay this this is a person mm-hmm. that I get to witness to this is a person that I get to care for mm-hmm. um, how do I relate to them but how do I also keep my you know mm-hmm. innocent and pure and blameless in front of them and in front of God sure so then You've already answered my next question. Uh, does listening to an artist like Michael Jackson or R. Kelly damage our reputation as believers? Uh, yes, I think, is what you'd say. I think yes. I personally, this is the tough thing. I personally would listen to them alone and not feel bad about it because in my conscience, I, I do feel like I'm able to separate. Sure. And I'm able to like to know, like, yes, Jesus did all these things. Mm-hmm. I am living for the spirit. I'm not living for the flesh, but I can enjoy this artistic creative value mm-hmm. and production that this artist or this musician has mm-hmm. created. Yeah. And I can separate the two things. But if I am with a non-believer and I'm, you know, satisfying yeah. those things cuz they can't separate. Exactly. They can't separate it. They they listen to the music for the lyrics or they listen, yeah. you know, for those Especially if I'm with a non-believer. Yeah. I mean, or with another believer, too. It's just like, if I'm with a believer, and I think of my sister. Mm-hmm. So my sister went to, went down to this thing called Project. It's a two-month missions trip. And she has always struggled with listening to, like, secular music. Mm-hmm. Like, she just, it doesn't, f- f- like, fill her bucket. Yeah. And it's yep. just, like, really damaging yeah, to her heart. Doesn't. Yeah. And so when she would go back and forth from training with other athletes mostly male athletes they would listen to you know yeah. all sorts of crap trash. yeah <laughs> trash that you and me might like and get mm-hmm. hyped to but it really hurt her and damaged her and she didn't feel very cared for and i just think of like even if we did that to one person that's not loving our brother and sister very well and i mean again this is the, con- <laughs> the convicting spirit of christ mm-hmm. that is upon my heart during this like even investigation Oh, sure. yeah. So it, it's almost like I handed you my outline because <laughs> that actually leads into uh, Romans 14. Uh, and I'll, I'll read. It's a, it's a little long, but I have to read the whole thing in order for us to get the context. Yeah, of sure. It. Uh, it's, it's about 23 verses. So listeners, buckle up. <laughs> Except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not eat. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall. And they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord. For they give thanks to God, and whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. 
If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as, I sure, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is un- unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. For it... If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating, but do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better to not eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. So that's Romans 14 mm-hmm. in its entirety. Um, and there's actually, a, there's actually I, th- I see three different parts to that, to like this discussion that we're having. The first part I have that I see is the obvious, like what we were just talking about with your sister, what one person sees as sin and you don't see as sin, don't push that on somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to invite a vegan over to have a steak dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that To me, meat is okay, yep. but to a vegan, it is not okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually sinning and not loving them and and condemning them mm-hmm. in, in doing that and that's not that's my, posi- my my position that's God's position mm-hmm. and for God it's about it's not about the the tangible those physical things it's about our righteousness and and, and mm-hmm. joy and peace like he said uh, like Paul said uh, and the second part that I see in there is that's the like the outward the um, yeah, the external stuff and then like the internal stuff. What is sin to ourselves? And yeah. what do we see as sin and what do we not see as yep. sin? And then the third part I see is uh, at, the, at the end, doubting that. So in listening to music, like you and I, because I truly believe that I can listen to Post Malone for some reason is the first one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I love his music. Yeah. The art is phenomenal. Yep. And the way that he can bridge R&B, rock, and rap all into <laughs> one song is I, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. And I I listen to that not because I agree with a lot of the lyrics that he speaks about, yeah. but because I think it's it's art. Mm-hmm. And it, and it really is and he speaks a lot a lot also from the heart and a lot from a broken place. Mm-hmm. And so I see a broken person making art to communicate that brokenness. Yeah. And I don't think and because he's not a believer, he doesn't know how to how to use that brokenness. Yeah. And so I'm able to split those two and see see it as art and then I can see the the unspiritualness of it as well. Mm-hmm. For me, it's not a sin to listen to. I don't feel like I'm sinning listening yeah. to Post Malone because I don't think his choices or the words he sings affects what I'm doing in my life. Yeah. Now, I do think, or I, I do find it um, sinful for me to maybe listen to someone like Six Nine. Yeah. <laughs> because I listen to him, and extremely catchy, I, and you know. He, 
you, you start bumping to it, you start singing it, even Mobamba, you know? Mm-hmm. More catchy than 6 9 <laughs> Yeah. But, and then that, that starts to then affect your language, you mm-hmm. know, what, what you're saying and stuff. And so it's kind of like just this gray area, mm-hmm. you know? If, if um, what, are your, what are your thoughts yeah. on all this? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, going back to Romans 14, I was going to talk about 1 Corinthians, sure. which is hit perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, in stride of, like, Paul finds people eating the meat mm-hmm. that was offered to idols mm-hmm. and for them paul says like i know this is okay for you guys because you eat meat. like it's not a big deal but for the people around you like you eating meat is saying like oh like it's okay to eat what's offered to the idols you know mm-hmm. and like it's portraying such a wrong message to those who don't understand mm-hmm. um and yeah so we just need to be very weary of that like for me listening to you know something cr- like like Mobamba with uh-huh. unbelievers is communicating that it's okay for me as a uh-huh. believer. Yeah. Because I'm I often like to communicate that I'm a believer. Uh-huh. Well, like, yeah, same, but I don't do yeah. it very well sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And like how can I communicate that when I'm listening to yeah. something like that and edifying True. those people's beliefs? Because it's it's hard cuz there's been a few times where I've done something sinful in the presence of unbelievers mm-hmm. or I've even sinned with those unbelievers. Yeah. And then an opportunity is presented itself for me to share the gospel. Yeah. And then it's like, I feel like God's <laughs> telling me something right now and it's not to share the gospel. He's kind of like throwing these red alerts yeah. at me. Like you could have used this as an opportunity to share the gospel, yeah. but because of what you just did, yeah. you completely damaged that. Mm. They completely ruined that yeah. because now they're not going to take you seriously because yeah. If I were an unbeliever and someone were walking up to me like, Jesus is going to save you from your sins and you know you need yeah. to do this, you need to do this. And it's like, weren't you just listening to Mobamba in the car with me? Yeah. Like, wh- who are you to, to talk about yeah. this? And another thing, well, since this is not just a music discussion, this is really an every way of life discussion. Mm-hmm. F- for the probably like the the biggest example in my life of what one brother sees as sinful and another brother sees as not sinful is smoking and um specifically smoking cigars yeah i know tons of brothers who are like i don't that's not okay (laughs) because that's ruining my body for me i see it as well, what else is tobacco used for? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't see any other use. Like, I've yeah. never seen any other use for tobacco hmm. besides smoking it. Maybe there is another use that we don't know about. And for me, it's more like, well, I see it, as, and I've, I've even argued this, like candy. Candy's not good for you. No. There's not a single thing in candy that's good for yeah. you. I mean, there's some candy bars that says not a, like, n- not a single other ingredient <laughs> of nutrition yeah, or yeah. whatever it says. And so for me, it's like, so what if I buy a cigar every once in a while? It's just like eating candy. Yeah. You, you have one, you're not going to die. Yeah. And you know, and people say like, well, you know, the first puff it immediately damages you. Well, you eat candy, your body doesn't enjoy that either. It's why you get gut bombs and you yep. feel gross. Your body's rejecting that. Yep. And and so, like for me, when when I'm smoking, I, I do smoke cigars. And when I smoke cigars, I actually do it alone. Hmm. I don't do it in the presence of others. Yeah. Because. Or I make sure, like, there's. I actually have a few friends where I will do it in front of because I know that they also smoke and yep. it's okay for them. Yep. But I have another group of friends where it's like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And, you know, music is the same way. And I think movies is the same way. I think you and I could really enjoy, uh, okay, Joker, for instance. We mm-hmm. were supposed to have a podcast about Joker. <laughs> yep. Here we are not talking about Joker, but I'm going to bring it yep. in anyways. Yeah. 
I think you and I could sit down. We could watch that movie. It's filled with sin. It's filled with a lot of darkness. Yeah. But I think you and I could walk away from that, have a critical and analytical discussion about it, and walk away with no sin. Yeah. From watching that movie, and we could really pick apart like, wow, that was really like evil. And we could talk about you know the effects of society and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah. But I I know of some people who don't like the movie. Yeah. Uh, for instance, Ezra wasn't a fan of the movie. I want to buy the movie, and I plan on buying the movie, but I'll never watch it in the presence of her again. Yeah. Because it made her uncomfortable. For sure. She didn't like what she was seeing mm-hmm. on, the, in the, on the movie theater screen. Yeah. And I didn't go, we didn't go into it with her having this, these thoughts of, what if I don't like it? She wanted to see it too. Yeah. But if, it would have been wrong for her to be like, I don't know, I've heard a lot of bad things about it. Yeah. And for me to be like, well, it's going to be fine. That's sinful for me to drag her into yeah. the theater with me. And sinful for her to... And go and watch to, to, it, yeah. to go and watch it, yeah, because at the in verse twenty three, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat, yeah. because their eating is not from faith, and yeah. it does not come from faith yeah. is sin. Yep. So, uh, it's they're very, uh, very interesting. Yeah. Interesting points. Yeah, and going going off of the chapter, I think I've been reading "Let the Nations Be Glad" by John Piper. Sure. Um, and he says, like. I'm going to tie this in. It might feel like off topic, but I'll tie it in. Sure. <laughs> he says the reason that overseas missions exist mm-hmm. is because worship doesn't. And I think that's, we can apply that today. Like God, if you look all throughout the Bible and throughout the Psalms, especially God talks about the demand of his glory yeah. and talks about the demand of worship. Like mm-hmm. he wants us to worship him. And when we don't, when he doesn't get the worship, what what is what's the opposite of worship you know yeah and so when you when you don't have that worship coming from your soul or coming from your body listening to this music that's that's when the sin comes and that's i think this what's dangerous for me is when i listen to this music a lot of time i'm on autopilot and that's where same that's where satan works yeah satan wants to put these things in your head because he's just like as Christians we're supposed to be analytics exactly yeah (laughs) and he wants to put these things he wants you on autopilot like he would rather you on autopilot than just like going off the deep end Mm -hmm. because he knows that he can just continue there and so just just because you're comfortable yeah you're comfortable you're not comfortable in the deep end you're comfortable on autopilot exactly and living in your comfort is super dangerous like Mm -hmm. if I'm not being analytical of the music I listen to and I'm not thinking, is this leading me to worship? Which I uh, most of the time I don't. Yeah. Then I think I'm not calibrating my conscience to be, yeah. you know, to be really like. <laughs> I've got like 6,000 songs to delete after this. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and I think, I think that's just something that we got to start doing is like, how do I calibrate my conscience mm-hmm. on knowing like, is this truth? Is this fundamentally theologically truth of what mm-hmm. the Bible would back? And honestly, a lot of the music I listen to would probably say no. Yeah. And that's tough. That's a tough thing to swallow. It is really tough. And if you go to James 4, in the end of it, it says, um, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is sin. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Come I on. Know. <laughs> and so that's just, these are just hard verses to swallow when I so, like, I do enjoy, you know, I do enjoy Frank Ocean so much and I do enjoy these artistic sure other kind you know genres i enjoy rap i like getting hyped to it mm-hmm. like but can i do that and worship christ through it mm-hmm. do i think that jesus today in this culture 
would be living that way. I don't know because I think there's also some cool strides that have been happening in the rap music. Yeah. Like if you think about Lecrae and what his ministry looks like now, yeah. he's doing music with Ty Dolla. You know, he's doing yeah. music he's, he's with Big Crit. Yeah. He's produced with Zaytoven uh, yeah. and Cannon and all yeah. of them. And a lot of people are like, they're on both sides of like, I don't know if he should be doing this because he needs to watch himself. Like that's gonna mm-hmm. that's gonna lead to a lot of destruction. Well, yeah, and that actually leads to sorry to you know, no, cutting you off. In Romans fourteen, you know, it talks about condemning and who are you to judge? What mm-hmm. another person sees a sin or what another person doesn't see as yeah. sin? You know, they see as right, and so that's one thing. And I'm actually gonna transition to this because I'm getting clo- we're getting close to the fifty minute mark, mm. but. Um, people are too sometimes Christians are too critical <laughs> we're supposed to be critical but yeah. sometimes we're just overly oh we just, for sure we just criticize like Christians love it it's like they get a kick out of it exactly. and it doesn't yeah. make sense to me because you read any of the gospels and that's Jesus yeah. says I was sent to judge but I'm not here to judge yeah, like, exactly. I'm here to save Yeah. and it, that is the judgment yeah. is, is saving and that's where you know it's where grace comes you know mm-hmm. in, in, in abundance and it's the Christianity is supposed to be this amazing feeling, not this task yeah. of chores and criticisms. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, but I'm going to transition this into, into Kanye yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, his, yeah. and his album, Jesus is King, because this is a music artist who I have hated really? almost my whole life. Since I've known who Kanye was, hmm. I mean, people are like, "Oh, but Gold Digger, dude, like, <laughs> that that song." And it's like, "Well, what do you mean, but Gold Digger? That song is trash." <laughs> and even um, I, I do, I do like Stronger. I will say that mm. uh, because of the instrumental part. Yeah. But I mean, he, he, he calls it like Jesus, and yeah. he, he has a song called "I Am a God." Yeah. I mean, just straight up heresy and blasphemy yeah. in all of his albums and in pornography and music. <laughs> And like, what was the one of my dark twisted fantasy or something like that? Like I've never liked him. Mm -hmm. And when I found out that he's going to be releasing this album, Jesus is King, I was like, interesting. Like I've known that he's a Trump supporter and he's a conservative. He's come out as all that. But like this whole Jesus is King thing, is this a publicity stunt or is this, is this for real? Yeah. And I listened to the album. It's awesome. I'm I I love I mean uh, we'll we'll hear your opinion in a bit but <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah. say what I want to yeah. say about it. I think I think it's I think it's really good. I think that he I think he is a converted Christian hmm. from what I've seen in interviews yep. and from how he's approaching this album yeah. and how he's approaching even his like his merch and his tour. I mean yep. he talks about it in his songs about his merch and why he sells his merch at such high prices yep. and stuff and um, that actually is one criticism like well they don't need to be that high Kanye because yeah. yeah. I've, I've looked at some of the merch and they're expensive mm-hmm. but I think that his approach is really good and he was actually on with uh, who's who do you, do you know who that late night guy is with? James Corden James, yeah. did you watch yeah, that the airplane yeah, carrier the, the airplane carrier and when he Only said Kanye that, would go on an airplane in an airplane yeah <laughs> but when he said I will uh, or like when I go to bed I read the bible yeah like I was like yes not yes to the fact that he reads the bible but the fact that he'll admit that yeah. on late night yeah and I, I don't know if you know who Stephen Crowder is mm-hmm. um, he's a conservative he claims to be a Christian I don't know I can't judge but I don't know and he's he said that 
he thinks Kanye has made a full 180 turnaround because Kanye has everything to lose right now. And after everything he's ever preached, I mean, he's only ever preached himself his mm-hmm. whole life, and all of a sudden now he's preaching Jesus. Yeah. And, like, it's completely against everything he's ever been. Yeah. And, I, and his lyrics uh, have actually helped me more recently in my Christian walk. Yeah. Because I can't remember what song it is, but he says, we have everything we need. And, like, they sing it over and over again. It actually... Because over the weekend, I actually asked God, I'm feeling this guilt on my chest, and I don't know what it is. Can you mm. please reveal it to me? And I was listening to the, what I can't remember the name of the song, and I wish I knew the name of the song that it was on the album. Some listener will tell you. Yeah, some listener will. <laughs> but when he said that we have everything we need, and listening to somebody who I used to not like my whole life mm-hmm. sing that with a choir behind him, I finally realized... God was revealing to me all these selfish desires that I've been having the last month. Mm. And, like, they just all surfaced immediately. And it was, like, just this, like, bang, 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 bang. Like, this is where you're selfish. This is where you're selfish. This is where you're selfish. You are not trusting in me, and you're not content with what you have. And that was through Kanye's album. And I never thought that Kanye would ever do that (laughs) for me. never be able to say that. (laughs) Yeah. And... When, and I don't know what your criticism is going to be, but one criticism that I hear from Christians is actually a lot of them are embracing the album. Yeah. I've actually seen more Christians embrace the album than reject it. Yeah. But one criticism that I see is that people are being like, as a new Christian, he's coming in a little too strong. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he needs to back off. He needs to take on more, you know, discipleship and, and yeah. everything. And, uh, and I, where I've really struggled with that was like, well, what about Paul the Apostle? Yeah. I mean, yes, he was very well, you know, well versed in the Jewish traditions and everything, but he was blinded on the street of Damascus, was given three days to heal, and then he was sent out to do ministry. Yeah. And now, and now he's like one of the most appraised. Yeah. <laughs> he is the most appraised yeah. person of the Bible yeah. for Christians today. And so, my I guess my pushback on that criticism of Kanye is like, well. I see this album. I I have purpose. Well, I've I've listened for the theological, um, like mishaps or something where yep. it's like, oh, I'm not, I don't know if you yeah. know, you're right there. But I've I've looked past that because me personally, I've seen it as like, you know, Kanye is at least proclaiming Christ. Yeah. And even if he's proclaiming for selfish gain, I have to go to Philippians one eighteen where. Paul says, but what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. Mm. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been like, I think he's a Christian. If he is or he isn't, it doesn't matter because he's helped me see my sin Mm -hmm. through his music. And the the overall message is good and is the gospel. Yeah. And now I'll let you share your, yeah. your opinion. Yeah. Well, I'll just do my background a little bit. So, Eight Oh Eight and Heartbreak is actually one of my favorite albums ever made. Okay. Like I, I'm not usually the type to just listen to a full album. Mm-hmm. There's only like maybe five or six albums where I'm like, mm-hmm. these are solid. And Eight Oh Eight was like the first one out sure. of any of those. And so I don't exactly love the other albums. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple songs, but I mean a common pattern has been this, like exploration in his interaction with god but it's always led to him being like no i'm just gonna do me mm-hmm. like i'm just gonna be me yeah and i'm gonna be Jesus. i'm gonna be you know yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna be the selfish um i'm gonna always choose me yeah and so i think going into this album i, I didn't even hear about it like i didn't i let oh, really? i was aware of when yay was gonna come out mm-hmm. and I like I was up till midnight waiting for the bonfire to finish <laughs> trying to listen to the album 
but I think this album just shocked me. Like when I listened to it, I was like, no way. Yeah. Like, are you serious? This is night and day. And uh-huh. that's that's the power of the gospel. Like, that's what the gospel actually does. Yeah. Is it it's- takes someone who's sinful and it changes them in such an extraordinary way. Like yeah. if you listen to Kanye even <laughs> Yeah. Even his last album, you'll be like what? Yeah. Like, this, this well, cannot be I saw, him, I saw a meme, and I don't want to make this conversation light, but it was somebody who said, listening to Kanye on shuffle is going to be really awkward. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and amazing. it's like, it's, oh, yeah, it's true. You yeah. cannot listen to him on shuffle anymore. Yeah, exactly. But I think he prefaced um, an interview that he said, hey, like, hey, Christians, calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, when I say things that aren't right or aren't theologically correct, calm down, I'm new to this. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's a good way. That's kind of how my heart has received him. Uh-huh, of like when I do have criticisms or when I'm like, uh, yeah. I just gotta be aware like, I my when I first yeah, became a I believer, I was an this. idiot. Yeah, same. I <laughs> like, learned a lot from my mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And he will too. Yeah. And I, I think my biggest prayer is, is that because I know that, I just pray that he doesn't come to this point where it's like, this is too hard. Mm. I'm turning back to what I used yeah. to know. And that is like my biggest prayer in his life right yeah. now. Because I truly believe he's a believer because I don't know. And I, and, I, and I'm hoping that he is because with, you know, people like Joshua Harris yeah. and the, the songwriter for Hillsong mm. and um, the a pastor from California, I can't remember his name, who's been like a leader of some suicide prevention, mm. commits suicide. Yeah. I mean, it, these these so-called Christians are just bringing all of this damage yeah. to, to us as believers because they've been proclaiming this for so many years. And to have somebody for, for the same amount of years has been in so much sin yeah. and has just drowned himself in it yeah. willingly to now like the light and day i mean i got goosebumps on that that late night thing yeah. that he was on when he said when when he when conan or who was it uh cordon cordon yeah thank you cordon when he when he asked him like is this real yeah and he talked about when you're asleep you wouldn't argue that you're asleep yeah and when you're awake you're not going to argue that you're not awake yeah and like and, but you you argue that you were you know a, like it's it's yeah. as easy as that and it is it's light and day yeah. and from the moment I became a Christian I mean just very brief of my testimony I used to sleep with the lights on every single night because mm-hmm. I was afraid of demons wow and because I I, just, I had a I had an occurrence it wasn't really a, an occurrence but it was a road heading down there. Mm-hmm. And my, my dad caught me, caught it, and he was, and he, he shared stories to, to scare me out of it, but he wanted to scare me in a good way, but yeah. it kind of had both effects on me because mm-hmm. I was still young, and I never slept the lights off. I couldn't sleep up in a loft because I was afraid that something was going to grab me and yank me down mm-hmm. from it. Wow. And, like, I was freaked out yeah. in my mind. I The reason why my testimony means so much to me is because the night that I became a believer, that was the first night in probably three years that I slept with the lights off. Mm-hmm. And I just felt at peace. And yeah. I was only 12 years old. Yeah. And it's light and day. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help but sleep in the light. Yeah. And when Jesus came into my life, that was my light. And I no longer needed a physical mm. light in yeah. my life. Yeah. And that's what I feel like it's, it is with Kanye. Yeah. And I think one of the most encouraging things that Kanye has said in his, was the, in the airplane karaoke. Mm-hmm. He, he said, the reason why I had to go through what I've gone through because he's suffered with so much mental illness going yeah. to the hospital, you know, all even like coming out with yeah, his yeah. last album, like going up on stage with Hennessy, you know, just yeah. all those different things coming up in his life. He's like, I needed to suffer. Like yeah. 
Christ taught me I needed to suffer for the obedience for him so that when he does change radically change my heart and that it would be night and day that it would be like okay Kanye is not the same we can clearly see that he has suffered and that he has done things Mm -hmm. so idiotic that (laughs) that when he proclaims this this is not the same man that I've been listening to since I was in middle school, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that was the most encouraging for, thing for me is that he understood that suffering is a good thing. Yeah. Like, suffering is, I think, the danger, the biggest danger I've had with Kanye in his most recent album is that money is the, is the prayer and the drive uh-huh. for this. Or, like, saying that, kind of the Joel Olstein, yeah. like, I think that's my biggest concern with Kanye. Like and prosperity yeah. gospel. And just, like, a big warning to Kanye if he would somehow ever listen to this. Yeah. It's just, like, you just need to be aware that um, your money is a tool to glorify God. Yeah. Um, the way that, even in his, art, uh, his interview right before releasing the album, he said, I am still the best artist alive. Mm. Like, that does not sound <laughs> no. like a man who's been converted or, like, who's on fire for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just, like, just little comments like that. And on the airplane karaoke, he said, yeah, and then God blessed me with a $68 million tax return. Yeah. And it's just things like that. It's just, like, we we know that you're going to make money for this, but how do you spend that money and yeah. how do you love and care about other believers? Um, and just being weary of, yes, money is a big tool but it's also a big risk and like mm-hmm. throughout the bible is one of the most worn about things because mm-hmm. it's easy to love it and so that's like my biggest concern is because even in the song water uh-huh. he says i pr- like when he prays for things he's he's praying for like the prosperity of him yeah. he's praying for prosperity of others and not exactly praying for the hard things yeah like he doesn't say I'm praying for my my sin, like I'm uh-huh. praying for the disgusting things that are hiding in my heart. But he says I pray for wealth, I pray for, you know, just yeah. all sorts of prosperity. And I just I just think that was the only thing where I was like, okay, you got to be careful uh-huh. because even all, my own heart wants to save every dollar I can, or yeah. you know. And so that's like my only thing. But one of my favorite lines is he's like, even the Christians they'd be the first one to judge me. Yeah. Because my own heart, right after, like literally right after, I was like, "Oh, no, this is yeah, this no, not real. This is this is not real." But just, just, I mean, I know post after post is like, "What if Kanye actually is?" And I think every Christian just doubted right away. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that my heart is like, would I actually accept that the person that I've been listening to since middle school and was like, "Oh, he's the leader of this culture." that I would never ever think any anything to come from mm-hmm. would I actually believe that the power of Jesus Could work and the Holy Spirit yeah would work through him that even uh-huh. I would be affected by his music that it would push me towards Christ mm-hmm. and I was like why do I have this mindset like yeah. why do I want to judge and why do I want to say no and reject it yeah and so I just I just think going back to the thing that I've only been called to judge other believers uh-huh. And that's out of love. That's n- never to just put someone down. And yet I'm here criticizing Kanye yeah. in in a way that I could just be loving and uh-huh. rejoicing that Christ would love him and r- radically change him. And praying for him. Yeah, exactly. And because I think that's one thing that, that Christians need to do is, mm-hmm. you know, not just Kanye. I mean, pray for any new believer or just any believer who... And I, I I agree with the the whole you know prosperity aspect. There's a lot of prosperity within the album, mm-hmm. and I've I mean I've I've 
it, it's not also not uncommon for believers to become or new believers to become new believers and see the prosperity and everything. Yep. Like God has just given me so much. Like, how did I never see this before? Yeah. And I think maybe the next step is not that I ever want this upon somebody, but it's going to happen because it's promised in the Bible is he needs to suffer again yep. as a Christian. Yeah. And sometimes you have to lose everything yeah. in order to gain what you truly need. And how do you bounce back from that? And how do you bounce back from that? Because that'll be the real test. Yep. I mean, we, we're looking at Kanye now, and you know, I tell myself this over and over again. I'm looking at him now. He appears to be a believer. I think he's a believer. Mm-hmm. But I won't know until until he fails. Yeah. Uh, until he fails as a, as a new believer. Yeah. And, and what... What his reaction will be from that, I think, will will determine whether or not he actually is. Not that yeah. we're trying to test him or anything, because yeah. I'm not trying to test him, but I, I am curious to see how this plays out. And yeah. I really want to go to a concert because I'm I'm really good at reading people. Yeah. Like when I went to the John Billion concert, before going to the John Billion concert, I've always had my thoughts because he also talks a lot about God. I'm like, yeah. well, maybe he's just a really, you know, a lost believer. He lacks discipleship, yeah. but maybe he's given his life to Christ. I, I went to the concert and I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I love Not John Billion, but yeah. no. <laughs> no. No. And yeah. he, I mean, and he, he also has, I think, a sound doctrine in a lot of his music as well. Yeah. Um, on the prosperity side. Yeah. But seeing him live was was different i enjoyed it but it was like okay i'm not at a this isn't a christian on stage and that's why i want to go to the kanye concert because a i really love the music b i really want to see the setup and c i really want to see is he gonna play his old stuff well he said he's not he he came he came out and said i'm not playing any of my old stuff wow and i so i'm actually curious to see who's going to be glorified in all this yeah is he going to put himself center stage and he's going to have the choir lift him up or yeah. anything like that? Or is this going to be a set that's really pointed to, to yeah. God? He said he has ideas for the set. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be a floating stage like his last <laughs> one. Yeah. But honestly, uh, once again, Kanye, if you're listening to this, I think the best way to do that would be have a simple setup. Yeah. Don't go all out and like have you be glorified through yeah. all this. If you really, truly want to bring glorification to Christ, like... This do what is, he's doing in the church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do what you're doing on these Sunday services. Yeah. They're for free. And I'm not, the, I'm not saying this should be free because you got to make a living somehow. Yeah. But but let me go in for free. Yeah, let me, <laughs> but let me go in for because I am, like, representing you right now. <laughs> no, but um, because the album, whether he believes in his own words or not, yeah. the album is worshipful. I am able to worship with yeah. his album. And that's why I love Philippians 118 is because I can rejoice in mm-hmm. this album because there is so much good in it. Yep. Um, and, and I, and I, that's what I want the concert to yeah. be is I want the, I want it to be yeah. a worship. Yeah. I do want to just like, I don't think even if he would, def- I just wanted to touch on something, but even sure. if he was to fail and come back and do proclaim Christ, we still wouldn't know his heart because we're no. not God. That's true. But I, I hope that he would pursue a discipleship relationship with uh-huh. someone with somebody if he's in that right now. I I would think he's in that right now because he has a, he has a pastor. Yeah, uh, and the pastor has come out and said that he's it's real. Yeah. Um, and so then my second question as a critic, unfortunately, is well, what kind of pastor is it? Yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of pastors out there, yeah. especially on like that West Coast South, yeah. who um, preach prosperity. Yeah. And, for sure. and don't preach like, yeah. no, you're a sinner yeah. and you need yeah. Jesus to save you. But I think one thing that 
would be a telltale sign is in first john is how do you produce the fruit you know like he could come up on stage i know a lot of performers who are worship performers Mm -hmm. and will fall away because they don't actually connect to what they're preaching Mm -hmm. you know and like does kanye go on the stage and connect with that worship but does he also go back to his two or three guys that he's been discipling because that's what the Bible's called him to do is mm-hmm. to make disciples. Yeah. And you can't really do that with just, you know, mm-hmm. you can't like even Jesus had his 12. Even then he had his three. Yeah. You know, like Jesus still narrowed it down. Does Kanye yeah. care and love brothers and he discipled them through things, you know? Yeah. And it can't be pushy to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it'd be... Yeah, thanks for rocking. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it'd be it'd be great to see. Um, I mean, him connect with some Christian yeah. artist, even if it's not Lecrae or anything like that. But, but just, please do KB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do KB or, or somebody. Even Derek Minor would be. Yeah, or you know, just he 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 doesn't need that, yeah. and that's what that, uh, that, uh, I agree with that, and that's all I've thought about that lately too. Is um, he needs a community, he needs yeah. a Christian community, mm-hmm. uh, and he needs it sooner rather yeah. than later because there's been I've seen Christians who have become Christians and don't have the community and they fall away and they yeah. don't even look like the Christians but they could be yeah. you just, the seeds that are choked yeah exactly mm-hmm. and it's, it's unfortunate and that's yeah. why I, uh, I pray for him well yeah. we're almost coming on to him an hour 10 so <laughs> i'm just gonna wrap this up that was the the fun topic uh, everybody who has tuned in the last few episodes kanye and his new album uh, i'd be curious to hear what you guys think i've bounced off a lot of people just bounced off josiah um on kanye's new album what do you guys think about it what do you guys think about music in general or even our culture how do we separate the how do, how do we separate ourselves from that and how do we separate the, the art from the artist mm. uh, and all that kind of stuff um, it, it could be a huge discussion and I wish we had more time but unfortunately some of you are falling asleep <laughs> so <laughs> wake up and turn this podcast off because we are going to be signing off and I don't know the topic for the next week uh, I'm, I'm going to figure that out soon and I will update you guys immediately uh, when I figure that out <laughs> So I will see you guys next time. Uh, if you guys don't know already, follow me on Instagram, pixie underscore dust25, Snap, Snapchat, shintrap, IX, it's eighth grade, don't judge me for it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I have a Facebook page, Radical Thoughts. Um, I, that's where I post my podcast. I advertise on Instagram, and I just like more Snapchat followers. So <laughs> I will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.